0: And now, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media, it's time for the Big Bash podcast. Thanks to the Big Red Bash Birdsville and the Monday, Monday Bash Broken Hill, two big events rocking the outback. Yes, g'day there and welcome to the latest edition of the Big Bash podcast where we talk everything about two of Australia's largest music festivals, the Big Red Bash in Birdsville and the new Monday, Monday Bash in Broken Hill. However, these two iconic events are more than just music festivals. They are in fact a very unique outback Australian event that provide people with an experience like no other. Just travelling to these events is an adventure that adds to the entertainment in two fantastic Outback locations. On this podcast we also speak with not only the artists who make the trip to perform for you but the people who work tirelessly behind the scenes from volunteers to full-time and part-time employees who combine their efforts to create memories for you that you will look back on for a very long time to come. We'll also provide you with event updates, useful information, travel tips and we'll speak to some of the business people in surrounding areas who benefit from these events. We'll also meet some of the Outback characters along the way and of course speak to you the bash goers who make the trek to enjoy and experience what these event these events have to offer and i noticed through the week too plenty of people are already birdsville bound how good is it with the birdsville big red bash only a couple of weeks away now on di- on this edition we'll get the very latest on what is happening in birdsville with our operations manager neil McTeith who along monteith rather who along with his team have arrived in birdsville for the setup of Bashville, I'll also have a chat with Phil, who's a real Outback character who owns and operates the Mungarani Roadhouse on the Bursville track, and will give you all the latest information regarding this year's Big Red Bash and what is happening right now. And uh, we are getting very, very close. Now, as you know, this podcast is for you, and we do welcome your feedback from all Bash goers. So if you'd like to get in touch, simply email big bash at omfgroup.com.au That's bash at omfgroup.com.au And say day. please email any questions that you may have We are here to not only provide you with entertainment and information But also answer any questions that you may have We are of course broadcasting through Blue Collar Media And you are listening to The Duck And this of course is The Big Bash Podcast <laughs> Good is that. If that doesn't get you into the mood for it, or nothing else will. And of course, Jimmy Barnes, the headline act, not only for the Big Red Bash in Birdsland in a couple of weeks, but also at the Monday, Monday Bash alongside Midnight Oil now, who have joined him to headline that event. And there are tickets still available for the Monday, Monday Bash, and we will give you details of that a little bit later. But first, I want to speak with Neil Monteith, who is the operations manager for the Big Red Bash. Now, this bloke is the first person to arrive. He gets out there, nothing is there. He starts all of it, and he's the person who turns the light off and the last to leave as well. And I, God, I, God knows just how long he's away from home. But he is in Birdsville as we speak, and he is on the line. Neil, good day. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Well, mate, how are you? You're in Birdsville. yeah, oh, uh, you've very early days. Very early days. <laughs> you're that'll be. I'm right in saying that, mate. You're the first person to turn up out of Big Red.
1: Yeah, well, we're the first people of the crew, so I was the first on the site today. Uh, there has been a couple of locals doing some grading work on the site, but yeah, we're the first of the, uh, the out-of-state crew to roll in um, with actually the equipment for the site. So we, we're adding some top of the dirt, pretty much. That's I, I, our job.
0: I was speaking to you <laughs> earlier. I was speaking to you earlier. I might have been yesterday. And you said you were in a convoy of fourteen vehicles. Is that right?
1: Yeah. By the end of the night, it was 17, I think. So, yeah, 17 vehicles coming down that road. So everyone else was getting off the road Yeah, uh, <laughs> when uh, they saw one coming and, and then yeah, another 16 sitting behind them. Uh, they got out of the way. Unbelievable, but, yeah, yeah. mate. Now, how, how many Big Red Bash
0: events is this for you?
1: This is my third, third of these, so, yeah. Uh,
0: and look, you arrive in Birdsville, so you, you make the trek. You, I'm tipping you what, you come from Sydney, Western mm-hmm. Sydney, somewhere yeah, there? Yeah,
1: we we, a lot of us come from... Uh, Blue Mountains, actually. So, yeah, just Western Sydney, pretty much.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. uh, okay. And we all, a few few of us meet up on the way. There's a few of us meet from various different places. But, yeah, the majority of us come from the Sydney area.
0: And so, basically, you just camp your way out and pull up and just, like everybody else, when they head to will you just make the trek and, and do a day's drive or whatever, then pull up and uh, call yep, it a day somewhere. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. When you have 17 cars, there's always some little mechanical glitches along the way, a few flat tires, a few problematic fuel pumps or something. And uh, so we've been pretty much pottering along at about 80 k's an hour most of the way. I mean our vast convoy. And uh, yeah, we are just been sort of dossing on the side of the road pretty much um, at various places. <laughs> it'll, it'll take uh, 16 cars doesn't disturb other people but yeah well,
0: have you have you really? bumped i noticed i noticed through social media pages this week that there are plenty of people who are already heading to the bash and there in fact there are people heading um as far away as as perth which is just incredible really yeah, yeah uh, and, I and mean,
1: there's definitely
0: people out here yeah, <laughs> and one well, my question to you and i mean obviously you haven't bumped into those people, <laughs> but have you bumped into people who are already making their way to birdsville just in anticipation to get there early oh, and get absolutely. ready absolutely
1: Absolutely, I mean, there's already people sitting out, camped on the, on the what's well, not the Commons, the new camp area that they've got out here. There's already people here. Uh, we've definitely chatted to various people at the rest areas and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it always terrifies me a bit because I see on social media these people saying, "We're leaving for the bash. We're leaving for the bash." We're like. We haven't even left yet. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> it's a little disturbing <laughs> when you see it. <laughs> leaving multiple weeks before we've even started setting the thing up. So, that's yeah, incredible,
0: yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's just what this event means to people yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? But the fact that they leave home weeks before the event's even on, and in fact, leave home before. The Big Bread Bash crew even had, which is just <laughs> incredible, really. Mate, yeah, what's the reception it's... like when you get to Well, I mean, obviously you, you 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 get there, you obviously call in, say good to Ben at the pub and a, and a few others. Uh, the reception always
1: good. Oh, good, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 all generally the same people, so it's all it feels it doesn't ever feel like a whole year's gone by. Uh, but here we are back in town again, and it's all our sort of mates out here, and uh, we're out to town, and yeah. I mean, I just went straight. To- Straight to the bakery to get a pie, and there's Jenna who we work with a lot, and a local, and you know, that was you know an unintended first meeting in the first one minute of arriving in town. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, straight. It's just such a small, t- it's just such a small town. You don't really need to organise much in the way no, of meetings because no. you are bump-, bump into the important people just walking down the street in the first ten minutes. So. Yeah,
0: exactly, mm. mate. So you, you you're <laughs> exactly right. And I mean, and you've done what a lot of people will do. They'll either head to the pub or head head to the mm-hmm. bakery. So, yeah. uh, which is you know, obviously the bakery is a very, very popular place during the uh, Big Red Bash period. So you drive mm-hmm. out to Big Red. There is nothing there. Okay. There, there, there's, yep. there's been some grading happening and the like. Yep. It's just quite incredible when, for people that have been to the Big Red Bash, and I've been many times, and you just look at the infrastructure that's there and thousands and thousands of people that are there. But when you get there, there is absolutely nothing. man what we are you like f- the
1: first star picket. The first yeah. star picket. That's, it feels like you're, to me, it's always like uh, you're building a. A medium-sized town, not even a small town. Uh, I mean, it's a fairly substantial town when you think 10,000 people. Um, That's what I kind of think about when we're building it. We're building the infrastructure for a town. We're putting in the toilets, (laughs) putting in the rubbish, uh, building the roads. Uh, Definitely feels like that, you know, hammering in that first First ever stake in the middle of the thing. Saying this is, <laughs> we start working outwards from here. It's, it's, it's fairly incredible. Yeah, Mate, yeah. It is
0: it is incredible because <laughs> I mean I've been out there when you know outside of the bash period and there is absolutely nothing there and and I think people now they start to get an appreciation of the work that does go into this behind the scenes because they too know that this is in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing there mm. every other day of the year, but when they turn up. To see the big red bash and enjoy, enjoy the, you know what the festival has to offer. Everything is set up for them, like you say. There are star pickets. There are there are lines. There are lanes. There are roads. There are toilet blocks. There are all this many many
1: signs. Uh, many many signs. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine <laughs> it's,
0: it's, and and the, and I could just imagine that you know the, the effort that you must go to just to have make sure that everything's in the right place, mm. and you know, and it's going to be easy for people to make their you know. The easier it is for people, the more enjoyable the experience is. Uh, it must be just a surreal feeling that to get there. There is nothing there. You put that first picket, you know, star picket in the ground and then come you know day one you must look look at the event and think well you know we built this
1: yeah and and it's the most incredible thing is that it's only a couple of weeks later that you're pulling it all down and you know that last star ticket you pull out i mean it really is really quite unique as an event site is that you literally remove every single tiny piece you know including every last little piece of Mm. Little tiny bit of rubbish, which almost no one leaves behind, but you know, it's we do a scour over the end, and it is literally just left as a blank canvas at the end again, yeah, blowing I, in the wind. And then a week later, the wind has just turned the ground back into <laughs> what it always looked like. It's kind of remarkable. Um, and it really is just you know, there is nothing there, not even a you know, one post marking anything. It's an absolute blank slate, so which is kind of neat because every year we can adapt our site, which is I think quite different too to how many events have to operate. Like we can just go, oh, okay, well that didn't quite work last year where we put that tent or that thing, or you know, oh, we've got a few extra campers and we just totally change the layout. And it's one of the you know big big jobs is doing that map and sort of imagining and reimagining it on year on year. And uh, adapting the site to be better and better and to work, you know, when we get feedback from people, we are very, very active at changing things, you know, moving toilets around, whatever it is. And that's the beauty of it. You're starting from scratch every 12 months. just absolutely from scratch. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Did you also do uh, that? That was actually my next question for you. When, When the event is over and you start to pull things, you know, down and pull pickets posts out and everything, you start to remove everything. What's that feeling like? Because is it like, thank God it's over. It's time to pack up and go. Is it because I mean it's work for you. I mean this, the, oh, the, yeah. you know. But still, is it is it a feeling of a little bit of sadness that, gee, it's it's over for another year. What, what's the feeling like?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm already thinking of, of Monday, Monday after that one. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a bit like that. Ah, um, oh, look, it's it's is a little bit sad pulling it down at the end of of such an amazing event you know it only goes for a couple of days really you think oh this good you know we have built all this infrastructure these people could stay here for weeks and weeks mm, yeah of course <laughs> well but uh, yeah we would run out of food pretty quickly but mm. uh, yeah i mean it's 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 kind of interesting it's a very um it's it's actually quite a slow pack down compared to the i think a lot of like yeah, a lot of concerts will will Smash it down in you know twelve hours, and they'll, the, the stage will get down. But the rest of it, we by that stage, with most of us have worked for pretty much three straight weeks on the event, so we actually take it reasonably slowly on the pack down. So it's quite a social thing for the whole crew. Um, we sort of pick away at it a bit and have a bit of a day off. This year we're going to do after our after a couple of days of pack down, which just gives us a bit of a breathing time. And yeah, it's um yeah it's it, and we're sort of. <laughs> A lot of it packing it down in in the order that you to pull it back out again because you know when you're putting it back up in twelve months' time, um, it's quite it's quite important to put it all away in the correct order so it comes (laughs) out the other end and to dust proof it all so it it all gets put in this sort of depot. It's um, a bit like packing. It all has to be. Sorry. Oh, yeah. now it's a bit like
0: packing up your yeah. Christmas tree lights and everything at Christmas time oh, and you've got absolutely. to pull them, pull them out again at the yeah, end of yeah. the year. Exactly. Totally. So-
1: you come back like like I have this morning when I drove down to the depot here and I'm like, hmm, this stuff has been sitting here for a year and we've we had some stuff topped and now it's um, very dusty. And you know, <laughs> It's amazing what nature tries to reclaim a, a depot site. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely, been, mate. That's so- what I was confronted with this morning, just uh yeah, a lot of stuff that fairly <laughs> shredded by wind and dust. That's everything does out here. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. uh, and just uh, and just in regards to the pack up and,
0: and pulling everything out, how long how long does that take? And you know, we we're, we we're, the day we're recording this podcast, we're literally you know just mm-hmm. a little over a couple of weeks before the event kicked, or, well, yep. a couple of weeks basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before we we're in full swing, so I mean, I'm leaving here in a week's time. So to to head out. Yep. So. How how long does it take to pack up from the minute the last customer leaves, the last
1: bash-goer leaves, until you leave? It will probably be seven days, I think, this year. Um, A fair bit of stuff is going to our Monday, Monday site at the end of this, so there's a bit of a uh, cavalcade of stuff going on. Uh, on trucks and then going straight to Monday Monday and getting put on there because that happens only a few weeks after we finish Birdsville. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of a flow of people, some people still working on it. I think the last person to leave here will probably be seven days after the end, I think. Um, but some of our crew will have actually left a bit earlier than that to go to Monday and move stuff there. So. Yeah, i mean we have things here which is which is much much different from many other sites that you know our forklifts for example there's no local forklifts so all those sort of things get brought here and so we actually have a bit of a deadline when the forklifts leave which is a bit of a hard deadline mm. of we well, don't have <laughs> we'll be hand loading we do a lot of hand loading here um just because it it takes so much effort to get forklifts out of here um and so yeah there's things like that there's a few deadlines that we do have to work by but um, sometimes it's very weather dependent on what actually happens, and when it gets packed down. So, yeah,
0: not bad. How many people work um, on your? How many people work on your crew, Neil? Or, you know, by the well, time you start and through the, the event until
1: the end. Today, I think I, I think there's probably almost 30 people. I think have rolled into town today. Um, it would have been about yeah, about two people per vehicle. I think when we drove here, so 30 people in our start out today, and that'll that'll build up to about 50 of. Sort of core cool staff, and then of course, of course, we have the hundreds of awesome volunteers that join us. I think the first ones join us in about five days' time, so yeah, and so that turns us into a, a real army of hundreds of people, really. Yeah, um, incredible working yeah. on things, yeah, yeah, um, so it's sort of early. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! Now, now, first-hand information here.
0: You you've arrived in Birdsville today. Today mm-hmm. being June uh, Tuesday, June the twenty-first. So, the roads going in. There's been some you know, all all sorts of different information on social media. Normally, for me, I think the best information you'll get is from the Birdsville pub, the Roadhouse, the Big Red <laughs> Bash social media pages. Will give you the right information there. What were the roads like? You've coming from the so, road. road. You've so we come came in, from
1: windora yeah you've come um, from windora
0: place, so you've come from that yeah. way yes yeah, so what was it like from there
1: so so they're marked um at four-wheel drive only it says when you when you uh, leave town but it's absolutely not wheel drive needed anywhere on it uh, roads in fantastic condition uh most of the way i'd say for 200 or so kilometers the road is absolutely totally beautiful <laughs> probably because no one's driven on it for several months but um yeah, absolutely, totally fine, and I guess it was a little bit rough just in the last 30 k's before Birdsville. Uh, they haven't done as much road work over there, um, and the river level was way, way down, so there's no water lapping over the bridge or anything anymore. It would have been a, a foot below the bridge. Um, certainly the commons on both sides, which people have been to it before will have, will have camped on that commons area. That was certainly very, um looked like a lovely swampland out there. Mm, <laughs> it was a lot of water, a lot of water on both sides of the road, so my recommendation when you get near Birdsville in those last sort of 10, 10 or so k's, don't pull off to the side of the road. You could definitely see a few cars sunk <laughs> to their axles on the side of the road, pulling off the, the gravel onto the onto the mud on each side. So yeah, you definitely, no one's camping on the Commons, I don't think, um, anytime soon. But you mentioned like mm. and, and you and you've yep. travelled. Uh yep.
0: say for for instance the Windora server station, they're gearing up mm-hmm. they they're gearing up for the bash. They, they they're used to it now. <laughs> Well, Daniel,
1: they had no diesel <laughs> when oh, we no. came through. So, yeah, yeah luckily we, <laughs> we had an emergency stash of diesel on our trucks. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, they, they they'd run out of diesel when we came through at five o'clock yesterday afternoon. So, no, I presume they will be much more prepared for the actual big red bash, people. Yeah. But as always, as always, be prepared. Um, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Definitely have a jerry can of fuel on. So we were lucky; we actually had that additional fuel and They said that, you know a truckload was going to come through the next morning, but we were barreling on through, so Yeah, no, fair no, enough. And so you do you. this
0: you do this, Neil, mm-hmm. and then when do you head to Monday Monday bash, mate?
1: So I think we have about a two week break. Um, some of our crew probably have less than that, I think. got um, about a two to three week break and then back out to Monday um, to get all that set up. That's um the good thing about that one is it's a bit more of a um, a little bit more of a permanent site because we did the last one in April, we actually left a fair bit of stuff there. So which is good. So we've kind of sort of half, you know, quite a few of the star pickets already in the ground and mm. a few things there. So we've got a bit of a jump start on that one. Just, just on that on that,
0: and I was mm. I was at the Monday Monday bash and I, I, I spoke with Greg Donovan who who said that you know they will leave a lot of stuff there set up because it was obviously a short period between mm. the two events this year. But uh, with the design of the plaza and the way the roads are structured, mm. from the from the ground, and I've said this before, from from ground level, it just looks like there are people everywhere. But when you look at some of those aerial shots, um, it, it's just amazing if just how evenly it's spaced out. And I mean, is, yeah, it, is well, that every... is that a lot of guesswork? Is measuring all that? Oh. I mean, yeah, I oh mean, no,
1: I mean it's all it's all done on computers and it's yeah. all mapped out very very professionally. Every Every centimetre is allocated to something, so you know every campsite is, you know, very fairly (laughs) measured out. So you know we do we have a we have effectively a marking team. So they've the computer map version of it all all marked out, and then that Mm. map is uploaded onto an iPad effectively. And we've got a bloke Paul who's awesome who who um is our effectively our surveyor, and he walks around with this whole crew of volunteers, you know, six six or more volunteers, and they walk behind him, and he effectively they mark out every single one of those campsites have got, got got corners marked out um yeah and so every little part of that whole area is very mapped out you know every shipping container that's on the ground is marked out and so yeah everything is very thought through well in advance it's definitely no making things up and that's um, what we're doing is, it is just that's what we're doing this afternoon is we were you know that's why i turned up in the early site and we were literally marking out well this is where Bash FM's, you know office will be and this will be where the merchandise container will be and you know every little thing that we pull off a truck has its home that goes swatted, you know it just appears to be a, a dust bowl but when you look on the computer it's all mapped out yep um you know exactly where to put things
0: yeah unbelievable mate it really is well mate it's a credit to you and your team um, who, who get yeah. out there early, get things prepared <laughs> so, and do all of this work that has to be done and that's just the, the way it is. It mm-hmm. it needs to be done and it needs to be done by by professionals. Obviously, you are that. Mate, mm-hmm. just a, a, away from the bash, do you, do you work on other events, music nope, events? this
1: is it. This is it all year round. Yep. This is so you. We do this all year round. Yes. So, yep. I mean, all this has to be organised. All the funny little things have to be organised well in advance. So, Yeah, especially having three events this year has kept us very busy. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's what we do all year round. Um, I mean, I've done, occasionally I'll do, I haven't come out this year, but for Monday, because it was a new event, we did two recce trips there. So we did another, you know, a couple of weeks there each time, just going out there and just making sure that that site was the right site and, you know, would actually really work. It's all great doing things on paper virtually, but, you know, really do have to turn up there and pull out the map and go, hmm, See, is this actually worth <laughs> when I walk around on this site can we actually put a building here or is it a, a giant sinkhole in the ground that you can't see on Google Maps uh, yeah. yeah unbelievable mate really is well mate wh- a job well done. Good luck because you've oh, got your work You,
0: you have your work cut out for you. <laughs> and for anybody who's heading out to the bash this year, um, and there are plenty of people listening to this podcast that will be out there, mm-hmm. keep an eye out for you. You're the man who gets there, you yep. put that first star picket yep. into the ground and you pull that star picket, you're the person that pulls that out. And, and I appreciate the
1: all the feedback study. you want to give me. That's the, yeah, exactly, you're <laughs> don't the one to give me any feedback. Talk to me because we literally we adapt. As I said, we adapt the site every year. So if you have got some great ideas, we take it on board and totally can change next year. Your idea could. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Make it better is what I'd say. Quite, yeah. Yeah, well, it is the people's event mm-hmm. and certainly, it's certainly yep. known for that. And uh, yep. and like you say, you know, when you look at events such as uh, at the size of Big Red Bash and look at how much rubbish is left behind, which isn't a very lot, mm. there's certainly no. uh, oh, everybody... The who, best who, crowd ever. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I've, I've said that mm-hmm. for a very long time. And uh, people not only respect the, the place where it is, but they certainly do respect the event mm-hmm. and respect the yeah. organisers of the event and people who work on yep. it, such as yourself. Well done. Um, hey, glad you got you. there safe. Good luck. And, uh, mate, we'll bump into you in a couple of weeks' time. Look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you. Good on you, mate. See you later. <laughs> there he is, of course. Bye. That is our man, Neil McTeith, who is the operations manager in Birdsville. And uh, hasn't he got his work cut out for him up there? If you see him out there, make sure you pat him on the back and say good day. Oh yeah, the sound of Kate Sobrano, who's a, becoming a regular at the Big Red Bash and of course the Monday Monday Bash as well, and uh, will be performing at this year's event. And we certainly uh, look forward to catching up with Kate Sobrano at the Big Red Bash in only a couple of weeks' time. In the meantime, though, I thought we'd talk to a bloke who's, well, he's a bit of a well-known character these days, situated there on the Birdsville track at the Mungarunny Roadhouse and Hotel, He's been working tirelessly over uh, the last few weeks getting ready. Well, that's what he tells me for the Big Red Bash and the onslaught of traffic and customers that are coming his way. I am, of course, talking about Phil, who is a pretty busy bloke at the moment out there at Mungarani. He's on the line. Phil, g'day, mate. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Mate, uh, the Big Red Bash, uh, what does it mean for the Mungarani Roadhouse? Because, geez, you'd get a few in there, wouldn't you?
2: Um, It's the busiest three weeks that we see every year.
0: Incredible, mate, and because obviously people coming from the southern states will 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 do the adventure, take the track, drive up the Bursville track into Burzill, yep. we'll go to the bash. A lot of people, as we know, already you know include the bash as part of a trip. Like me, I'm I'm going to Bursville I'll probably come home via the Bursville track. Do you get people who who will you'll see once, not twice? Oh uh,
2: yeah, we, we get them all the time, and the majority of the people that go north. Uh, I do suggest to go across Cordillo Downs track and down over to Naminka and down the Strez to go back home. Yes. So they're doing a bit of a loop, so they're not going over the same piece of uh, dirt all the time.
0: Yep, the great way to do it. Or walker's crossing you can do further up and, and, and into Interminca, Interminca as well and down the Stress It's a great trip, that one as well, mate. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it, it's just beautiful all out there, mate. What's the condition of the Birdsville track now for people that are heading? Uh, that is, is, how is it?
2: it? It's actually in really good condition considering uh, the bottom end... Uh, the first twenty k's out of Marie is a bit rougher, but they've got graders on it at the moment, and there's two graders um, up by Clifton Hills, the other side of, well, just the side of Pandy Pandy. But uh, they're all grading the road, and then they're going to do a big pass just before the, for the bash
0: yeah <coughs> they're incredible mate isn't it and it's look the, and and look we've had a, a few people who who have who have contacted me on on a radio program asking can you do the birds will track in a car well well jack absolutely the Sigma, didn't he? Oh, I, I mean look what are your thoughts
2: uh depending on what sort of car yeah true. modern day, m- modern day cars are too low really yeah. and tires are really a major concern yep um I've done it in the cars for many, many years, but I would prefer not it. to see cars coming
0: through. Yeah, yeah, you're, and plus the fact you're used to it as well. So um, Yeah, exactly.
2: You drive to the conditions.
0: Exactly right, mate, and that doesn't just go for the Birds Will Track, it's just about anywhere. Mate, and some questions that, you know, frequently asked questions on the Birds Will Track should people drop their tyre pressures a little bit or just drive to the conditions and just uh, and take it as they find it?
2: On the warmer days, I suggest. Drop the tyres by at least five to ten pound. Yep, and just drive. Oh, what I say is sit on eighty kilometres an hour. Yes, it's a nice safe speed, and you're not going to crash your tyres. You're not going to damage your vehicle. And yeah, you take ten, well, between five and ten pound pressure out. Uh, it just gives you a much much softer
0: ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely mate, and uh, and, uh, and again, like you say, we drive to the conditions and the Birdsville track, it's an iconic track, I think it's one that people like to tick off and there's no better way to do it from the south head up to Birdsville and go and enjoy the Big Red Bash and plenty of people will be driving the Birdsville track for the very first time this year. Mate, have you seen any, oh, I was just talking to our operations man who's bumped into people in Birdsville already, have you seen a little bit of Birdsville Big Red Bash traffic?
2: We've seen a little bit. Uh, the bridges only just come out of water. Uh, the Wolverton flooded in a big way, and it's only just come out from from then under underwater. Yeah. So the crowds are starting to move now,
0: mate. Your place, I think it's one of the it's one of the iconic pubs, roadhouses <laughs> anywhere in Australia, and and people drive in. Do you still have the big the big arches there, mate? The big McDonald's gem. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> It still says coming soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I think it fills yeah. a couple of people. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, what I keep on saying,
0: you know, coming soon, how long's a piece of string? Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those signs. <coughs> free beer tomorrow. It <laughs> Just tomorrow never comes, which is oh, yeah. which is fantastic. Mate, you, you've got some accommodation there for people. Is, is that booked or what, what's the story? Oh, there? yeah, I, over the first, the two nights before the
2: race, uh, the bash, uh, well, we're, we're booked out
0: solid. Yep. And, but, uh, but you and, can free camp there. There's plenty of space.
2: Oh, yeah, there's plenty of space to camp. Yep, We've yep. got nice clean showers and toilets up here.
0: Yep. Now, I've camped there myself. It's a fantastic spot. Mate, so fuel, that's a good fuel stop as well, so people can top up yeah, their fuel yeah. there. You, you have a cater for all of that, so you're ready?
2: Yeah, we, we, we just put in a massive order today, uh, and I said to the... Um, Uh, fuel guy, I said, well, I'm going to go over my credit again this year. He said, don't worry, everybody is because the price of fuel has gone through the roof.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, Just on that. fuel, fuel up here is no different to Mari or Bird'sville
0: yeah, just on that, mate, have you noticed a difference in people travelling in light of the cost of fuel these days? Because I mean, there are plenty of people seem to be out and about. I asked the question a little bit myself, is anybody actually working? Because everywhere everywhere you go you see caravanners and young families out on their out on the road doing it. Have you seen as you seen the fuel has that made any difference, do you think? Or people are just you accept well, accepting it?
2: I yeah, I think most people just accept it. Um really when it comes down to it. Fuel and food is, is your biggest
0: expenses. Yep, unless you're a drinker like me. Yeah. But um, well, you're not a yeah,
2: cruiser. When, when it comes down to fuel, well, you know, if you want to go point A to point B, you still got to pay for it.
0: Yep, exactly right, mate. So you, you're gearing up. Do you put on extra staff for the this time of year, mate? Obviously, it's going to be very busy. So, what happens well, there? A few people get a few a bit of casual work for a while.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, normally, we run the place with three people, and we'll
0: have eight to ten people this year for the bash. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. Well, it's a very popular spot, and like I said, I've camped there as a couple of years ago now. We came back that way and and, uh, and camped at Mungarani, went in and had a beer at that famous bar, which is a fantastic place to have a <laughs> cold one, just quietly. You're you're not a bad host. You're probably up there in the top five publicans of the country, wouldn't you think?
2: <laughs> oh, well, I well, we wouldn't mark this up that high.
0: Oh, no, well, don't worry, mate, it's, it's um, I think you're up there, mate, I think when you, I think one of the, you know, one of the experiences that people get to enjoy when they go to places like this, like the Big Red Bash in Bursle or any outback town is the characters along the way, you're certainly one of those, mate, that is for sure, and, uh, mate, you, you've been thinking about getting out for a while, but you must love it, you're still there.
2: Oh, yeah, but um, the end will come eventually, uh, but the main, main thing, up here, we talk to people. Yep. Yeah. And talk, we, we try to talk to all the travellers that come through, and, and and I do I call them travellers because that all they're doing is, especially with people from Victoria, mm. they come out here because you know that they, they don't have an outback. They might have a high country, but they don't have an outback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and, and but and, and,
2: uh, it, it, it's a you know we, we try to keep it as friendly as we can.
0: Yeah, no, well, you've done a great job of that, mate. I know you know you are, believe it or not. With, I speak to many, many people who are travellers and outback travellers, and uh, there's not too many people who say anything bad about you, mate, I can assure you. You're known as a pretty good host out there. Uh, and you get in, you sample the product with them as well, which is great. They know that they're drinking beer safely because somebody's already been sampling plenty of it, which yeah, would be you. Yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, look, if you keep talking to me like that, I'm going to, have to buy a bigger hat.
0: No, uh, you'd be right, mate. You can buy me a beer when I come through on the way back down, okay?
2: Not a problem. Just just pull yourself out because there's gonna be a lot of people and with your listeners coming through, if they pull up here, just be patient. Yes. Yeah, most of the staff here aren't experienced staff and we're cooking out of a very small kitchen.
0: Yeah, how many and meals yeah, how many meals, mate, do you reckon you'll do in, in the how many meals okay, here's a question. So how many meals would you normally do? um say on a wednesday night and then how many will you do during the bash period
2: well normally we do between 50 and 70 in a, in a normal night but over have a big red bash period we're doing a bit over 200 for three nights in a row yep and then we have a bit of a break while everybody's up there listening to the good music and then we we'll do another two nights of between 250 and
0: 300. Yeah, unbelievable mate it certainly and, is. And
2: it, and it's all coming out of a little tiny kitchen, and you know, you know, we're, we're not a commercial kitchen. You know, uh, we don't have chefs and ten burners going at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, I understand, mate. Now, and I think people, I think people now, you know, they are patient, and I think they are, they do, they do understand that it's outside of normal times, and. There are crowds, and I think people just expect that these days and I think they respect that and I think they need to. And um, if you're one of those people that want to blow up about having to queue up or having to wait or do that, well. Maybe you shouldn't go. So I think that I think you'll find that the majority of the bash goers they're in a pretty good mood anyway, and even, whether they're on their oh, way, they're eager yeah. to get there, and on the way back, they're very happy because they've just enjoyed a, a fantastic event. And you'll find that um, you, it's just it just attracts that sort of people, and I think you'll be fine in that regard, mate.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I always try to have as much fun behind the bar as I can.
0: Yes. Well, well, why, well uh, why wouldn't yeah. you?
2: I just feel feel sorry for all the blondes that come in. There's always pick on a blonde Sheila.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, if you're blonde, look out for Phil. He'll be the man behind the bar trying to have a dig at you. Uh, you're a good man, Phil. We wish you well, mate, um, and I hope that I'm, I'm sure that, as usual, it'll be a very, very busy period for you, ho- hopefully profitable. Uh, because I know that the organisers of the Big Red Bash and the, now the Monday Monday Bash want to see those little towns, little roadhouses, little pubs, you know, businesses like yours benefit from their event. I think it's a great thing, and uh, and it's great that you're actually a part of it, I think. Ah, uh, good,
2: good to hear, hear you say all that.
0: Uh, good stuff, Phil. You enjoy it. I know you're hard at it tonight. And, uh, mate, I'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm sure you'll uh, be entertaining plenty of bash goers over the next week or so.
2: Okay, no worries. We'll see you then.
0: Good on you, mate. There he is. Of course, that's Phil, the man behind the bar at the Mungerani Roadhouse. Well, that is just about a wrap on this week's podcast. Uh, What we'll do is give you some information before we get out of here. Uh, Look, please keep an eye on the Big Red Bash uh, Facebook page for any updates as well as the Birdsville Pubs uh, Facebook page and the Roadhouse. Uh, the Roadhouse has put out some information for people heading to Birdsville this year. Um, please be mindful of the fact that it is going to be very, very busy. And somebody's actually done the maths on um, the amount of people that will be in Birdsville um, in comparison to how many people are there in any other day of the year. And I've got to say to you, I was amazed. Uh, they're saying it will be like an injection of 500 million people in Sydney. You can't move in Sydney now, so you could just imagine if that's right. That is quite unbelievable. There will be some uh, marshals uh, and police that will be directing people into the roadhouse to get you into the correct lane for when you do fuel up. The roadhouse do ask... That you unhook your trailer and caravan if possible. So, in other words, if you are camped at the caravan park or somewhere else around town, uh, please, if you can do it uh, when you're popping to fuel up, um, leave your trailer back at where you are camped. Uh, just to keep the queues a little bit shorter, and of course uh, to make things a little bit smoother, so people can get uh, onto all of the pumps all at once. I know not everybody can do that, but if you can, that'd be great. Also, if you plan, if you are planning on stocking up on some supplies at the roadhouse, and geez, they do stock some there. Uh, please don't do that combined with fueling up. Either do it separately. So, uh, fuel up and then park your vehicle somewhere, and then pop in and stock up on your supplies in the store there. Or vice versa, stock up first and then go and jump on the queue and fuel up. Um, certainly want to try and keep those driveways uh, as clear as possible to get everybody fueled. And please be patient, as Phil said at the Mungarunny Roadhouse, be patient. Gee, he was a character, wasn't he? But anyway, if you are going that way, make sure you go and pop and say good day to him. Uh, he's certainly a very good bloke, been there for a long time. But as also, if you are thinking of the Monday, Monday bash, well, Don't think about it too long because they're at 80% sold now, the tickets there. So you need to jump onto the Monday Monday Bash website. Have a look at the lineup. It is quite incredible. In fact, I don't think there'll ever be a lineup as strong as that in Australian uh, music again. And as we all know by now, Midnight Oil have joined the fray and will headline the Monday Monday Bash alongside Jimmy Barnes. Just on Jimmy Barnes, he'll be joining us on the podcast over the next uh, couple of editions. And we'll try to bring these out as frequent as we can. And now, as we get closer to the Big Red Bash. We'll also speak to some other artists as well and a few more characters and of course other people who are along the way um, you know who are on their way rather to the Birdsville Big Red Bash. In the meantime though if you are travelling to the Bash already and it seems that plenty of you are already doing it, it, uh, please travel safely uh, keep your eyes on the road. We want to see you at the Bash, and of course, we want you to get home safely as well. So please uh, travel carefully and say good day on the email. And like we say, jump onto the Big Red Bash Facebook page for all the latest and those other pages that I spoke about. But uh, in the meantime, though, it is time for us uh, to bid you farewell on this edition of the Big Bash podcast. We'll have another edition of it for you very, very soon. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back to say good day to you real soon. We'll see you then.